Right, welcome everyone to Fazlift's podcast, episode 60. And today I've got Chris Dinardi, Chainsaw, who's just recently turned pro, as well as his coach and uh, multiple-time guest, Alex Shinaz. So just a quick note for me to introduce the episode, and let's crack on. Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit record now, just because I can edit out any crap at the beginning, but just so okay. we can get everything. Um, I just want to say big congratulations on the best news of the year, which is little baby Jojo. Yeah, <laughs> so how's he doing? He's doing good, yeah. He's, he's, he's growing very fast. He's, awesome. he's about my size now. <laughs> is, is he eating as much as, as we are as well? <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. He, he likes okay. me. He smiles at me because I'm the same size as him. <laughs> I come in and he's like, ah, this is one of me. One of my so, yeah, people. big congrats on that. And also big, big congrats on the pro in, on the pro qualifying as well. It's fantastic, man. You got Thank the you. card. Brilliant. And we said last time, didn't we? It was coming. Yeah. So, there you are. Good. How does it feel? How did it feel at the time? It feels good. It's, uh, um, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's kind of like uh, – just like a stepping stone. Um, it was something obviously that I, I definitely thought we could do. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to get it done this, this year. So it's a, it's a good goal that we got out of the way and, uh, kind of on to the next. Yeah. It, I mean, we enjoyed it, but it's kind of like I'm refocused and uh, excited about what we, what we want to do in the future. Has that kind of made it clear for you that, cause I remember when we talked last time, it was a case of if this happens, great. You know, then we can move on. If this doesn't happen, great, then we can move on. At least you know yeah. now this is the direction I'm going to take. We always knew you had what it took to get there. Now you've got there. Now it's like, okay, full steam ahead, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm probably more focused, I'd say, yeah. from from reaching that goal. You know, it's just yeah. it's one of those things that kind of it, it like kind of confirms what you what you believe and. uh I mean, I think it confirms more like what Alex saw from the beginning, you know. So, yeah, good. That's great, man. Well, when I first saw you, I didn't know you, and I remember thinking like, that dude's got—he's one of the biggest guys in New England. Yeah. I remember this is before we worked together. I remember seeing you walk by, and I was like, this guy's—I didn't even know who you were, and I was like, this guy's got to be a pro or like something, and then. <laughs> And then I saw you on stage, and I was like, oh, he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he sucks. I'm, I'm like that about everybody. But, uh, yeah. but then I then, then Tuna was like, oh, that's my boy Chris, this and that. And then I started, like, following you, and I was like, oh, this guy could be really good. But I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to talk to you. Even though we live close, I didn't want to talk to you or, like, try to influence. I didn't know if you worked with anybody. I don't, I don't poach people. So I was just like, let letting it go and then I heard that you were doing the same show with Tuna and I, and I remember just motivating him every day by like you're not I used to send him your diet and, and <laughs> I used to be like look at this fucking asshole eating no carbs <laughs> 16, 16 <laughs> weeks out eating no carbs because <laughs> I'm feeding Tuna like 300-400 grams of carbs a day and, I'm like, and Tuna's getting worried because you were getting in shape kind of fast in the beginning and he was yeah. everyone gets worried you know when they're watching Insta and yeah. Tuna's getting worried, and I was like, I was like, I knew you were good, but I knew we were gonna beat you too. I was like, we're gonna beat you because we're gonna be sharp as hell, and he's he's already eating nothing. I'm like, he's not yeah. gonna he's not gonna be able to ride it out. So anyway, the shit show came through, and and, and we beat you. Um, I don't know how horrible or good you looked. I wasn't really paying attention to you that day, but I knew that I knew how Tuna looked. We were gonna we were gonna do well. Yeah. And, and then once we got up there, I think only Robbie Gold beat him. Yeah, um, it's Robbie. And even that was like debatable. Robbie was huge, but Tuna was way sharper. So oh, it's yeah, like, it was like it was just the size thing. Whatever, I'll take the loss. I don't really care about that. Robbie's Robbie looked good. So, um, so in terms of how your life has changed after now being a pro, apart from putting it on your Instagram that you are now a pro, because obviously the first thing you got to do. Uh, what any any major fundamental changes? Yeah. Uh, no, really. I mean, it's funny because like everyone kind of thinks that like. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're like Nick Walker and you're like, but I mean, I don't know if his life even changed anyways, because he already had yeah. sponsors, but I guess if you're someone at the top who maybe gets a bunch of sponsors or whatever, yeah. that, that might change your life. But I mean, it doesn't really change for me. Um, I still, 
I mean, even when I compete as a pro, I mean, I'll go compete on a Saturday and I'm going to be at work Monday morning at 3.30 in the morning. So it doesn't change a lot for me um, besides, again, just kind of confirming the plan. Um, and I'm just working towards the next goal, which is competing, competing as a pro, but not just – I don't want to just get on stage. Um, I mean, I did. We actually wanted to do Chicago. Um, I just oh, couldn't, wow. really make it, couldn't just make it happen. God, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I, I honestly think we could have we could have gotten the top ten or so, um, yeah. which I would have been happy with. Like even even like tenth to twelfth in that lineup. It's going to be so cool to see you go up on stage against all the rest so of the pros. Like the holy no. shit! This... <laughs> he's, he's so full of shit, by the way, because we were picking out guys in sixth and seventh today, and we could beat them. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely guys that feel like we could beat. I mean, if we nailed it, I think we could have. They might beat you, but we could beat them too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's... that's what our. It's going to be, it's going to be so exciting to see you up there. You know, like this is one of our guys and he's up there on the pro yeah. It'll be fucking cool as shit. <laughs> but I wanted to talk a, bit, a li touch a little bit on the show that actually happened and your experience at the show. And then what I want to do is kind of talk about um, your lead up to the show as well, because you said something about your training being quite a lot different than the lead up to this show. And I think that really showed in your physique. So um, talk us a little bit about your experience of the show. Like, your, how, how did you find the day and, you know, the competition um, and all that? Besides someone stealing my sandals, it was pretty good. For what they for what they had to work with, they did a, an awesome job, and um, it's great that they even were able to put it on. Okay, um, yeah. We basically had like a tent outside in a valet parking lot, but it was in a really nice spot because it was like there's a nice bridge and there's yeah. like a little park there, and it's right across the street. Um, so like all the coaches and everything and people that actually came still – we're trying to like watch through this little slit in the tent. You could kind of see the stage with yeah, the yeah, yeah. left open a little bit, you know? Okay. Um, that's cool. But the backstage area wasn't bad. It was, I mean, for what they had, it wasn't bad, but yeah, someone, someone stole my sandals after the master's class. Um, so I'd walk back with just socks and get some well, shoes. And well, it's a memento. Hey, I got a pro's sandals, you know, that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. You, that, you can sell it on eBay, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's worth but, it. <laughs> but the day itself was good. Um, I mean, I, we, we, we got there Thursday and, uh, you know, things were right on point and we were in shape. So, uh, I just listened to Alex and did everything he wanted me to do for, the next what 48 hours um, yeah. which is pretty much eating like every two and a half hours or so and posing um in the morning of the show i think we were both pretty happy with where we we're at i mean i was we know that we we learned a lot I, th I feel like we learned a lot just because it was like the second time like really being in shape right and then seeing how my body responded peaking it um were you coming into that show in the morning a little bit lighter and having to fill out or with the opposite or how, how did that work uh, I was this is body changes every two hours. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, like more dramatically than you would expect. Yeah. So we had five or six sets of pictures over two days yeah. that were significant sets. And there were two looks that were different, but great. Mm. And there were maybe two or three looks that were like mediocre. I mean, still great because he's in shape, but mediocre compared to what the best looked like. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so the two the two best looks were the day before. Uh, we just tapered water a little bit the day before and continued to eat very clean. Yep. Um, with just a little bits of sugary stuff in here, like like honey and stuff, but not a lot of. It wasn't really a lot of food because the fluids were still in. Yeah. And uh, and there's a set of videos and pictures that I can send if you if you end up putting together a thing for YouTube. That show that show him in really great condition and arguably better than he was the next day, but like a different look. Sure. Um, the day of the show, we did use a diuretic the night before. Um, we used Lasix, and it wasn't a lot. We used a very small amount of Lasix, but even that that amount was enough. Like we used ten milligrams of Lasix. Um, I think it was ten, right? It was like a yeah, quarter, was quarter ten. It, yeah, it was like a quarter of a tab. We took a sliver of a tab. Yeah. Um, but we did limit water that night. And then the next morning, and that night he looked crazy. Like his, he's got videos just with like veins and shit going everywhere and everything looked great. Um, the expectation, the hope is that you're going to wake up in the morning really, really dry and still shrink wrapped. Yeah. And sure. um, he woke up 
very, very dry, but, but flatter than we wanted. Mm. So that creates less of the shrink wrap look. Sure. So I ran to McDonald's, I grabbed McGriddles and, uh, and we, I didn't give them a lot of them, but it was like have a McGriddle with a regular meal. Wait a little extra, bit. Extra potatoes? <laughs> no potatoes. No, no potatoes. Throwback. No potatoes in the whole prep. Right. <laughs> so it was like, it, it was basically, I think you had two, maybe three McGriddles. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, like two. Two, two, two over and one later, I think. Yeah, it was like a couple of McGriddles, maybe a muffin. Yeah, I think some muffin. cookies. But we hadn't had anything, anything like that up until that point. Right. How, so, how long did that take you to fill out then from that meal? It was like three meals. Yeah. yeah. So like we had a 6 a.m. meal. We had a maybe a 9 a.m. meal. And then it was like 11 or 11.30 or 12. And after the 11.30 or 12, I was just giving – like I gave him a little bit more more water with the first meal because he was clearly a little, bit, a little bit dehydrated beyond what we needed. Right. And we needed to fill out more. So I gave him more water. And then it was – after that, it was like six ounces per meal. Um, and we got a look after that around 1 p.m. That was phenomenal. Cool. It was like around so, 11 p.m., 11 a.m., he was extremely full. So when you get that look at 1 p.m., like what's your mindset then in terms of what are we going to feed the guy now? Because we can't keep feeding him that because he'll live that's, still. So what that's the difficulty because yeah. – and that's, that's kind of what he's talking about. We learn things. That's what mm. we, we've discussed since – and this is different for everybody because some people hold their condition for most of the day once they hit it with just little tweaks. But Chris isn't like that. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is if I'm yeah. sitting there at one, I don't know what time we're going on. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Anyway, when you're that lean, your body changes super quick anyway. And there's no prejudging in night shows, one show. Right. And he's doing two classes and I can't go backstage with him. Yeah. The two classes. We want to talk about that as well. Hmm. So, so what's going through my head? Fuck, I hope he looks this good in in one to four hours. Yeah. Um, but basically the, the idea there is just to keep the stress low. Yes. Right? Like, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Joke about shit. Walk over there. Don't worry. Do your job. Um, you know, I took a look at him pretty much in the parking lot real quick and gave him a small adjustment. But – when you don't know exactly what to do because you can't see somebody, the worst thing you can do is take a stab in the dark. Right. And just guess and be like, oh, eat three cookies, you know? So what is your go-to then? I mean, is it like a, like a regular, you know, clean Me? meal? I don't know. Yeah. What, what is your with, with him, it's like rice cakes. Right, right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain what like five or six of those are going to do. Yes, gotcha. It's, it's kind of down the, down the middle try to hit a try to hit a double off the wall instead of you know a home run gotcha yeah makes sense play it safe that, that's kind of it and and just keep the water stable and consistent on a schedule that makes sense um yeah. you know a little bit of chicken rice or rice cakes a little bit of honey just for pop get to keep the sodium and minerals consistent and try not to change much that that's okay. basically um, I'm a, yeah i'm a big fan of rice cakes and, and honey or jam on, on the con game day for sure and a little bit of chicken makes it makes yeah it seems to seems to help everyone for the most part keep on a level um when you're in the when you're yeah. in the room with them for two days you can like i know i can do weird things and aggressive things and just learn from it yeah sure but the closer you get to the show the more you just go with what you know works and in terms of any kind of activity because it was like a whole two days was there anything going on with her like were you moving out were you just trying to lay down as much as possible because even that can sometimes not be great either so what were you doing so for me um it's it's pretty wild what my body does because i i work so much um and i don't get enough sleep all right. year yeah, yeah so honestly that that two days is like it's huge um my body <laughs> drastically dries out just from sleeping <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah cool. when i when i get a full night's sleep i mean the scale can be five to eight pounds lighter right. than it was the day before just from getting a full eight nine hours of sleep awesome. Um, awesome. so i mean what, what we try and do which we did it in chicago is just chill out relax um rest i pretty much lay down and eat pose lay down and my body just gets better um the look changes and i just i get drier and, and fuller and and better throughout the two days. Um, so it's, for me, it's just that no stress and relaxing and that's what my body needs and it works well. So 
we went on stage. We got the win. Um, got the pro card. Fantastic. Um, looking ahead to the second show, uh, the second sort of event, basically, uh, you went up against um, Nate. You went up against yeah. uh, Nick. Uh, and there was another chap there. I didn't get his name. Tall guy with the, you know, the long beard. Uh, Bundy. Bundy. Bundy, yeah. Yeah, really impressive physique as well. Um, yeah. Looking at those guys, all three of them, all fantastic bodybuilders in their own right. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts going through your head going up against them? Uh, I thought I had third and I was fighting for second, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, so I, uh, looking at them, I mean, Nick is the biggest, the biggest guy, obviously. I mean, at 5'7", he's only like, I think he was only like 10 pounds less than I was. Phenomenal, yeah. yeah. Five inches taller, you know. Um, but yeah, I thought it was his show. Mm -hmm. And we thought that going in, it was his show to, to win or lose, really, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as like condition, I thought we probably had the best condition in that top four. Okay. Um, yeah. As far as just like the cuts and the legs. I mean, if you look at all those front shots, I mean, nobody's legs were as deep as, as mine were there. Um, I felt like we really nailed condition and fullness from the front. Like the only spot that we, we were like a little bit flat really is in the, in my back. Right. Which sucks because it's a weak point for me. So like we really need to nail that fullness, but I need to bring it up still too. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought we were – the way the judges worked us too, I like they were looking at myself and Bundy and going back and forth, and they, yeah. they worked us pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that sucked is they never moved Nate and I next to each other. We never got to pose next to each other, hmm. um, which we both wanted and would have been really cool for the live stream. For yeah, for sure. I know your friends, yeah. People back here that are friends with both of us and, and yeah. follow both of us, you know. Hmm. Um, but, no, overall, I thought it was – it was a really competitive top four. I thought that was like yeah, me too. Everyone, everyone was in shape. They were yeah. like, no can problem. I can I add my perspective? <laughs> yeah, Chris is very <laughs> diplomatic. He's being he's being very diplomatic. Um, first, I want to tell you a story though. Chris called me from backstage and he goes, "I think we got Bundy. I think we got him. We're going to take him." And then thirty seconds later, he goes, uh, "Never mind. He's pumping up." <laughs> um, who, who who coaches Bundy by the way who coaches huh? who coaches Bundy we just started working with um uh, Amin okay because I've, I've never heard of him before this um, show I don't follow he, he was fourth in 2018 okay yeah um, yeah he's really, nasty. really impressive he's very, really, yeah very impressive yeah yeah he's a very very good bodybuilder I, I want to add my perspective though because Chris is being diplomatic here uh, there's a few things he's right that it was great that the show went on it was amazing that they even had it considering the conditions and you know hats off to the promoters for doing it however a couple of things they did that i found to be below board was they'd never released scorecards for the show and when asked they said they were not going to um mm -hmm. and there's no spectators so the fact that they never moved nate to uh another position and kept him on the other side of nick walker the entire time if if Chris and Bundy are being swapped back and forth with Nick and Nate never moving. That tells me that Nate was never even anything other than fourth. He was not being compared for second or third. He was not uh, given a look with anybody else, and he ultimately ended up in third. And my feeling is that the promoters and or judges understood at a later period in the judging that it would be Bundy and, and Nate that would end up in Florida later in the year for the national show and they realized Nick w was going to win and that Chris had just got a card in masters. So they were neither a factor for that show and they didn't want to have second against fourth going up in Miami. They'd rather have second against third having some kind of hype so that there's not a foregone, foregone conclusion for Miami. Now I have a lot of respect for Nate. I think he's a great bodybuilder. Um, I've known him for years. I've, you know, I'm not trying to disparage him at all, but as far as how he looked on the day, I think even he would tell you that he was a bit off. Um, he was having trouble with his midsection. His, his quads were not incredibly deep on the day of the show. He has crazy back detail, crazy glute detail. He's very lean. Um, he works extremely hard. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he was struggling to pose and he was, he was less conditioned than we were used to seeing him. Um, he already looks way better right now. His, his waist is pulled in. He looks a lot better. He should be better for, uh, for Miami. But at this, at, on this day, two things stuck out to me. Granted, I'm looking at it on a phone. 
I'm watching it on a live stream on a phone. But yeah. the two things that stuck out to me was the size of the other three guys were significantly bigger than Nate. Um, these, the, the, these, Chris Bundy and, and Nick, Nick especially obviously was huge, but uh, they they looked like uh, they looked like full size, and Nate looked like he was three quarters comparatively. And then secondarily, his legs were were struggling to stay full and he was struggling with his midsection so I just thought he I thought the judges knew it and they kept him on the fourth place spot as a result I hope he doesn't hate me for saying this I really don't but it's just an honest appraisal um I don't think that he expected that he would get third I think he even said something to the to the effect of I thought you had me to, to Chris backstage although I wasn't there for that so I don't really know what he said but uh but overall I just think Chris nudged him um and on that day, and I think that I'm really excited that Nate will turn pro and they get to stand on stage together in the future. And hopefully they'll get compared because it's awesome to see people from the same area battle it out. But, uh, but that day, Chris beat him. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see Nate having edged him that day. And I'm not crying about it. I don't really – it doesn't really matter ultimately to our results. But, um, you know, that's, that's what I saw that day. Yeah, but you just at that level with guys that are that close, you just wish they would compare people. Yeah, sure. Yes. That's well, they com- they uh, they ran them through the they ran you through the mandatories three times. Yeah. They moved you and Bundy three yeah, times. Yeah. yeah. So who are they looking at? Yeah, no, that that's what I thought too, and that's what I said. And and that that's what Nate had said to me backstage is he, like that they didn't the judges hadn't looked at him. Um, right. But I mean, the big thing is, yeah. So they just, just decided wanna, he was. In, you just, they just decided he was in third, and then they were going to look at you and Bundy for second and fourth for for an hour and a half. I don't think so. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. <laughs> it didn't make sense. But that, that's the thing is, they at that level at that type of show, they should be comparing the, the top four. Like, we should have all gotten moved around, in my opinion. You know, like Nate and I should have yep. been next to each other. I should have been on the other side of Nick. Do you, you, know, should, do you worry? Do you worry though that um, now now you're a pro and you you might need to be a bit more diplomatic with with the way you handle the judges um because if they get wins he is he is um, it's me that's not yeah, i'm not, well, it's, I'm, not yeah. even being, I'm not even being undiplomatic i'm just saying that that there should be a standard for the way things are judged and handled they if they moved him around and they chose me i i couldn't really say much about it but my observation was that they didn't really even look at me right and it's my obviously i'm biased i think chris looked better but and everyone who's going to DM me is going to say the same thing to me, so they're all biased, and they're you know they might be saying the same thing in Nate's DMs. I don't know, yeah, right? I, like I have no idea. But given that they did not release scorecards, there were no spectators, and they never moved Nate to to compare with anybody else. Like that's cat. my appraisal of it. They should they should compare better. That's all. And that's by the way, people have been complaining about that in the IFBB and NPC for for as long as it's existed. I, I noticed they've been doing more of it in the IFBB. Well, at least the shows this year. Like, they really worked, you guys. And the, I mean, maybe because they only had three fucking shows. The shirts. IFBB does Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the most from money. <laughs> the IFBB does a great But Chicago. The IFBB does a great job of, of tricking you. Like, they, they show you a top call-out, and then there's always a guy in the second call-out and it ends up in third or fourth. Yeah, like, the, who, who, who and you're like Chicago, right? Who was that? Uh... It happens a lot now. And which is good because they're letting people battle their way up. Oh, and like Nick, they let Nick Nick moved up at finals like two spots in Chicago. Right. Yeah. You know? Which is the way it should be. You should yeah. you should in my opinion in my opinion, they should have the night show and the morning show should be judged. They yeah. should compare you at both and then they should average the scores and it matters how you finish. Yeah. Right? You don't come back looking like turd and then win the show. No, I agree. Right, I just want to take a moment to tell you about a coaching service that I offer, Fazlitz Coaching, and I specialize in massive fat loss transformations, muscle building, and contest prep. So if that's something that you would like to know more about, get in touch. All right, we'll get back to it. So, uh, I mean, the IFB, IFB does a good job. 
So uh, I wanted to talk a bit about your lead up to the show because your training was um, a little bit different. Because for a while, if you remember the last time we talked, you had previously done quite a lot of giants and supersets. And I was quite interested in that because you had a couple of injuries. Now, you said at the time in the last talk that we had, that was something which you'd left behind and you'd move along and you were doing some heavier training. And I noticed in your post, you were talking about training being a little bit more basic. Um, do you think that made a difference? And talk us through your lead up. Yeah, I think it's made a huge difference this year. Um, even before I started training at home, I was training at a small gym that, I mean, they have some basic machines, um, but they only have the basics. So they don't have anything extravagant. There's, you know, there's a rack, dumbbells, like leg press, hack squat, leg extension, leg curl, and some back machines, but they don't have a ton of other stuff. So I was doing basics there. So pretty much all year I've been sticking with kind of old school training. And um, the biggest thing is I've tried to limit, limit my volume. Uh, I feel like when, for me, it's, I, I think it could be different if all I had to do was bodybuild. Like I love, I love to train. Yeah, so yeah. if all I had to do was bodybuild, I would be able to sleep in, in eight to 10 hours every day and maybe train twice some days, you know, if I'm in eat consistently enough food uh, all year to be able to recover and able is to that, do that. Is that something you think you'd potentially, you might make, be able to either get away with more training or potentially get better results if you were able to have the recovery to train more? Because I know one thing that I noticed from when I did the interviews with yourself and uh, Nate and uh, uh, Michael was that you all train with a fairly low volume. Um, and you have variable drops, you know, different things that you do. Yeah. Um, that came across quite strongly. Now, do you, do you think you'd be able to get away and potentially build more muscle if you had more recovery to be able to do more training? If I was able to recover more? Yeah. yeah but I, I, right now, like I'm so locked into my training. Like I'm, I, I love training this way now. Um, yeah. I mean, I've done it in the past before, like very much like a Dorian style. Um, right. And even now, like I'm limiting to like one working set per exercise. Like my, my quad workout last night was literally four sets and my quads are absolutely smoked. I was, I was destroyed after the first set of leg extensions that I, before <laughs> yeah. I did squats, you know? Why, um, why don't you talk us through a, um, a four set, a pro workout. Oh, the audience wants to hear what that was. Well, I'm, like. technically it's six sets cause I did, I did calves first. So I did like, I do, um, the seated calf raise, which I just got a couple weeks ago. I got a side back seated calf raise. I saw that. It looks nice. Another, another piece yeah. to the room. Um, <clears throat> the wife wasn't thrilled about that. But, uh, <laughs> but, so I, I do pro card, a, pro card. I got pro card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do uh, a DC style set. So it's um, basically shooting for like around 12 reps, but you're doing a uh, five second negative with a 15 second hold at the stretch on nice. every single rep. I like that. Yeah. So I got, like, you're annihilated after that. Like, your legs are shaking. So I did one, one set on there, and then I did standing calf raise, which um, I just do with a dip belt. I attach a dumbbell, and um, I do it on the rack where I can get a full stretch. Yeah. And I do I do those with, like, a I call it a cutler hitch. If you ever watch Jay Cutler do calves, yeah, it does, like, a double. Little, little yeah. hitch in the middle. Yeah. It's really good. It helps kind of with just that mind-muscle connection. Yeah. Um, I, I do the same thing. I like it. So I did one set of those to failure. Uh, what are you doing for warm-up sets? Huh? What are you What are you doing for warm-up sets? So I'll do I for calves like I did uh, two sets on seated of like ten reps with a little lighter weight, um, and then I did the one working set, and then the. Standing. How do you know when you're warm? How do I know when I'm warm? Yeah, how do you know when you're like good to do your top set? Um, basically, how I feel, um, how the muscle feels, and. And I don't feel I don't feel like taxed, but I feel like there's blood in the muscle and I'm warm. I also do the bike to start, so I do the bike; it yeah. kind of warms up my knees. Um, but yeah, then I did the standing calf raise, and then leg extensions. I'll do four to five warm up sets, which the first couple are like 10, 15 reps, and then as I get closer to the weight that I'm going to use, it might only be like four to six reps. Right, um, and then my work. So Huh? So the 10 to 15 rep sets, if you were going to max out and do as many as you can, how many would you get? On that weight? Yeah. 
are you fail? Are you going to failure, or could you do like thirty? No. no, no, it's like, like I might start with a hundred pounds, and and I go up to like four ten, which is the stock, you know, a hundred. Yeah, I finish with a hundred pounds, so that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no. What I what well, I, I mean I is, we do like a hundred reps with that weight. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're using a weight that you're just gonna get a pump with. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, gotcha. just yeah. I'm just getting blood on the muscle and then mentally feeling the heavier weight without taxing the muscle. So, but my working set on the leg extensions is a rest pause. Hmm. Um, so I go to complete failure as hard as I can with the, the full stack and the band. So for the Bowflex, it's like 410 pounds. And then I put a red band on it too. What does the um, first um, set of that look like? The first part of that? So I did 15. 15, back. 15, and then I think I got 15 and like nine or 10 and then like six or seven um so it's just 15 breaths in between each and then go again and i don't i don't get up either i stay yeah, in the yeah. so my, my quads are stretched that whole time too which sucks like you're pretty much crying in agony between sets yeah, yeah. you know um but after that then i go to, to squats but like squats i might do like six or seven warm-ups i mean i'll start with the bar the bar but none of them are close to failure no, the bar and a quarter, the bar and a plate, the bar and one eighty five. See, I think that's where people get screwed up is they they'll, they'll do warm ups like eighty percent or ninety percent to failure. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that in, in the in the UK there's this whole like you know high intensity Jordan Peters Dorian yeah, Yates yeah. approach. And we we talked about that last time, and a lot of them they do their warm ups very very minimal, like you. So yeah. over here we don't tend to have that kind of problem as much. Um, so we most of the guys tend to keep the volume very very low so i find what you're doing quite interesting coming from the us because like that's a very uk approach i i, I personally no, I, I like it a lot i mean i yeah. follow a lot of those guys and i've, I've watched a yeah. lot of the Jordan Peterson. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that approach a lot and mentally it works really well for me because like i'm like I, I i'm excited for that working set and i know that that's like all i have I think the way you do it is really sensible though. Like, you know, the, the higher reps and the rest pauses, getting more out of that one set. I like that. Whereas a lot of these guys will do like a set of six where they're just kind of holding on for dear life. And it doesn't look like they're getting much actual burn and stimulation. Whereas you're doing a lot of reps with your top weight. I like that. Like that seems yeah, to be more Even with the squats. I mean, my, my goal technically is with the top set. Like I want to, I want to be in that six to 10 range, but like, I mean, last night I got, 13 but i'm going to continue to go up i've already there gone you up go. yeah. um but i want to work my way up towards the 10 you know i'd rather get towards that 10 um but it, that's like the big thing is the control with me too like i, I want to control the negative i almost want to have like a little bit of a pause at the bottom and i want to i don't want anything else taking over you know i don't want it going to my lower back i don't want my glutes and hams really taking over the movement so i feel it really well in my quads and i like doing a movement first like leg extensions because i get it even more plus it'll take away a little bit from the weight that i'm able to use yeah exactly i think that's where a lot of the pros do it really right like you is that there's a real focus on getting the most out of the movement i um i watched um one of jp's guys uh hader if you've heard of him he's, uh, yeah. he's going for hader he's, he's going for his pro car he, he was at my gym yesterday and yeah. he, he went up to like five and a half plates and hammer press, which was pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. But it was the same with him, like very, very focused control. And I thought like that's the difference between a guy who really knows what he's doing compared to like some of these guys who are just like, their form just doesn't look that great. But that's yeah. what like, you, the reps are higher for you. And also you really emphasize control. Like you've seen the way you work out, it's, it's lovely. Um, I think that makes a massive difference. I, I think doing the videos too for Instagram even, like that it helps – like Matt Jansen's talked about that before. It helps you just to see your form. Yes. Like there's, some, there's been sets I'm like, oh, that, that was probably horrible. And then I watched the video and I'm like, that oh, was actually a lot better. Than <laughs> yeah. Or it might be the other way around, you know. But it, it kind of keeps you in check. But, yeah, form's the big thing. Um, but, yeah, like after – so after that, I do the wedge squats. I do one set to failure. Um, Sorry, say that again. Which ones? the wedge squats so i, I just do squats. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wedge, wedge, squat wedge. so i do one set to failure there um and then i do a staggered squat so it's basically just like one leg back a little bit and focusing just on that one leg so i do a set with my left leg and a set with my right leg that i i just started doing a few weeks ago because i saw actually um mike charles 
He, uh, I think he won like Easterns a couple years ago. But he, he's a, he's a really good uh, top NPC guy. I'm gonna see if I can um, find a video of that. He, he's been doing those, and uh, it, I feel those really good. And have I, you got a Have you got a video of that on your Instagram, Chris? You know? No, I, 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 he does. I can send you his. Um, okay, because I, I I was told about that movement from a uh, sports injury specialist um, friend of mine from Scotland, and it's a brutal movement. Like it works really well. Like just having one leg slightly back, it works yeah. tremendously well. Yeah. Yeah, if you can find one thing it, I want to say about uh, about training, uh, you asked before Faz if uh, if he was able to sleep all day and then train mm, twice a yeah. day and recover if he if it would be better beneficially. I don't think I don't think he'd love training as much. Mm, I think yeah. when you're when you go to work all day and you got your kids when you get home and then you have your your time to train, like your focus on it, you're thinking all day about how badly you want to train. Right. Whereas if you're just, if it's your job, it becomes like your job. Right. And maybe your performance starts to slip a bit. So, I mean, yeah, if you had the motivation to, to just, if you were Dorian or, or, you know, whoever, and you had the, uh, the motivation to do that, then maybe, but, but I think that the way Chris is doing it, he couldn't be any more motivated. Yeah. See that that's the video I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, this is exactly how I was kind of taught to do them as well. So they're, they're, they're brutal. They are brutal. They are crazy. They're very no, I mean, I just, I was trying to find another quad movement that was more like single leg that I could do at home and consistently. Yeah, that's that. a crazy movement. Yeah, I've done that a few times. That looks horrible. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but <laughs> after doing the squats and um, – because I do Bulgarians on my, my glute and ham day. Yeah, you don't need much weight. Uh, you just you don't need much no. of a stagger. You just kind of like slightly put your leg back, yeah, and he put all the emphasis on his, all the weight on his left really, leg there. The right leg. Geez, that looks yeah. terrifying. Mentally focus on that one leg. It, they're really really good. Like my my quads are annihilated after that. But yeah, so I I did those. Um, I just do one set on each leg, and then uh. I just did sissy squats, which I have to set up like in my rack. So I, I basically use the the safety. Who is this fine gentleman? I don't know. When was Bobby. that? Uh, that was, that that was a week ago. That was, the, that was the night I was like, take it easy on the Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many weeks out are we out now anyway from the show? When was the show? Uh, this, this is eight weeks now, yeah. Eight weeks out. Damn. Looking great, like looking really full. That looks great. That's a good look. Yeah, we're trying to keep things in check. I mean, um, I'm trying my best to stay away from the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even snacks. It's uh, we, we do like family meals, you know. But, yeah, yeah, of course. This is what I was talking about with regards to your exercise form. I I really like watching the overhead presses because it's always so freaking smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one guy commented, "Not much range." And uh, well, was, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like the smoothness. I just, I really like that. Yeah, that's what I want in, in like all my presses. You know. Yeah. There's I mean, always was, one guy with with a comment about about range. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. You're awesome. always gonna get people like that, though. And the thing is, yeah, it's of like, they they'll have no followers and they won't have any pictures or whatever. <laughs> in person. Yeah. But um. No, yeah, I mean form form's a big thing for me now. Have you got a have you got dumbbells since at home? How have you? Yeah, I have dumbbells. I, so I have uh I have tens, uh tens, thirties, forties, sixties, ninety fives, and one twenty fives. Nice. Have you got the adjustable ones by any chance? Yeah. Like like yeah. like mine. No, I, I have a pair of adjustables, yeah. So I'll They're use awesome, dude. in between, yeah. I look how smooth that is. I love that. But it's nice that I have the uh, the one twenty five. Not much range though. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'll do I'll do like for chest. I do the incline barbell, and then I'll do dumbbells after because I have the one twenty fives. And if I've already done one press, one twenty five is a pretty good weight if I control it. I mean, I could sit right, there. Yeah, exactly. I get I get pump one twenty five for 30, 30 reps. You know. Yeah. Sure. I don't I don't do that type of training anymore. Like you say, it's about controlling it. You know, control. And if you, yeah. if you place but it after a bottle yeah, movement. I kind of get a kick out of it because, like, people I, – I don't know. I'm like a form Nazi now at this point. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. That's exactly. 
that's the way to I do think it. it's yeah. because I've hurt myself. You know, I, I've I've made mistakes. I've trained the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like people are like, oh, I did this weight for X amount of reps, and then they post a video, and it's like, well, I didn't even see one rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's also like, well, why do your why is your arms back just look so small <laughs> if you're lifting yeah, more than I am? Like, you know, yeah. A lot of people on like a lot. Why are you so puny? A lateral raise is like a really good example of yeah. how people don't do a rep. If you yeah. watch someone do a lateral raise, they literally just they lift it up and then boom, they just drop the weight. They're not resisting at all. It's like you just missed the most important part of the rep for building your shoulder. You know, Absolutely, like yeah. you didn't get Absolutely. any of the negative. By the way, I love that you do this. You know that you list your workouts. Or I, just a just as a, a secret confession, I actually I check them all out because I like I like sneak ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that's what it does. I mean, at least it gives people an idea of yeah. of something, you know. I really like it. That's good. How many people DM you asking you what you're taking? I, I don't – a lot of people don't anymore. I think I think I gave enough, like, smart-ass comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But people don't believe you anyways, too. People, like – even people no, that, I know, I know. that ask me all the time, they're like, oh – you know how much are you doing of this, and I and I if I tell them, they're like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. I'm not trying to sit here and just blast you." You know, like. So we've we've talked about kind of the lead up to the show, um, in terms of training. We've talked about there the show. Now, let's kind of move on to what the next steps are. What's the plan? Uh, you said you're gonna, you, you want to make an impact in the next show. So, I'm assuming that means you're gonna take a little bit of time off, get some size potentially. What what's the plan? Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely still need to add more size. I mean, but I don't, I think Alex and I are on the same page as far as we don't really want to get sloppy again. Sure. So, I mean, we want to at least, like, right now, I still, like, I, you can see my line still, you know. I'd like yeah, to yeah. kind of hold around this condition and yeah. continue to get better. Like, we're not trying to just push the scale. Yeah. Um, you got to 303 or 305 last year. No, you got to 310. And I think. I got to 310. Whatever. Nice. What, what weight are you? What weight are you right now? I've been like low two eighties, and I'm kind of. I just checked my weight this morning. It was two eighty three. So I'm, that's great, man. I've kind of been. So I, that's pretty. Weight. I told them we'd in the current phase we'd get to about two eighty six, two eighty seven, hmm. and uh, and then tighten it up a little bit. Um, see what the show schedule ends up being because there hasn't been any announcements for next year. Um, when like when would Boston you? If, if it's available. Yeah, I was going to say, when would you yeah. like to compete? When's that show? When's Boston? So We'd Boston. love to start at Boston, yeah. but we don't know when, when it's going to be. Right. Okay. They, I heard they had some issues with promoters as well, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was supposed to be June, but I mean, who knows with with everything right now? It, it's like yeah, yeah. Well, they're talking about shutting things down again, and so we don't really know. So yeah, we don't know what's going. On. I mean, <laughs> we, we we have in UK there's. There's a show that I'm thinking about doing in April. You know, Strom Nutrition, yeah. they're putting one on. Yeah. Um, but the one that I'll be doing will probably be in September again, PCA. But um, in terms of your plan, so we're not going to gain a lot of weight, but we're just looking at gaining a reasonable amount, right? And is that just talk me through? Yeah, we want to keep, we want to continue to grow, but I want to, we yeah. just want to keep it a little tighter. Like, I don't, I think there's, it's necessary to get big sometimes. Like you, in bodybuilding, you're going to have to put on weight. You're going to have to have those off seasons where you just put on weight. And I think it's yeah. been good to help solidify my, my stage weight being higher now. I agree. Um, I completely agree with that. Yeah. But I don't think we're at that point where we really need to just push the scale to push the scale. Um, like we want to continue to get better and, and solidify this like mid 280s weight. Um, if, if Chris improves two or three areas that bring them up to his stronger points, then he's already roughly the size of the guys that are contending. So, you know, he's – the only thing that makes him not that size is, is a couple of small deficiencies. It's not the overall size and shape. If you stand Chris next to most guys, his frame itself is bigger. And uh, so he doesn't need to come in at 275 pounds to to make an impact. He needs to come in in, like, maybe 260 to 265. Okay. And he's, he's been coming in at 255. Talk, talk to me about sort of strategy. Like, I mean, for guys out there who are facing a long offseason and who don't want to – who maybe have done the massive amounts and must done the big books and they're having a more of a reasonable off season like yourself. What is the dietary strategy there? Are you adding a bit, pulling back, adding a bit, pulling back, or are you just staying on keto? What, what, how do you manage that? So, uh, I mean, ideally, like we would like to have 
more of like a training day and a, a rest day being a little different. Right. They are different, but for me, what works best is like bringing the same food to work every day. Yeah. And, and also I don't know if I'm going to train. Okay. Like I don't, I don't train Monday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever, you know, I don't train consistently the same days. I go all based off how I feel. Yeah, and how gotcha. I might I might go to work Monday, my truck might break down, I might have a 15 hour day and I'm not going to train after a 15 hour day yeah, in the off yeah. season, but I don't have to because I'm not going to be at my best to train. You know, I want to be ready to train. So I bring the same food to work. Um, and then basically when I, from when I get home, it'll be different. Like if I'm training, my carbs are going to be higher my fats are going to be lower. Protein is about the same. Um, right now, I mean, we're at like 350 to 400. And then, is that protein? Yeah, and then carbs are at um, <laughs> like five fifty on rest days, and closer to like eight hundred. Nice. I mean, that, that's what I liked about that's what I liked about our previous show. We kind of went through the macros. So, uh, yeah. uh, it was tra training day about three fifty four hundred protein? Yeah, carbs are like eight hundred. Fats like a little less than a hundred, probably like 80, 85. Nice, clean. So when Chris diets, we typically pull fat out more than carbs yeah so okay. we'll get down he's have he's had days where he has 15 17 grams of fat which which is pretty rough you know even if you're having 300 plus grams of carbs you're you're really really low on fats and what it's are, tough to what are your carb sources at uh, that time people are interested in that like so i kind of just changed things so we're trying to um we're basically trying to have like a, a better hold on budget. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went, oh, with 800 grams of carbs a day. <laughs> yeah. And just, and just overall things being easier to consistently do and less stress sure. on yeah. my wife who makes all my food. So yeah. uh, basically right now it's oatmeal, um, oatmeal and rice. Uh, she makes these little, she made these little muffins too that are like protein muffins, which I have pre-workout. Okay. Um, so it's like a pancake, pancake protein mix and a muffin. Anything so special you do with the rice to get it down? Like add an oil to it or something or? I, so I do like in my meals at work, um, I'll add right now it's like 10 grams of olive oil. It's actually phenomenal, man. You put 10 grams of olive oil on top of rice. It does taste nice. Yeah. Chicken, it's really good. And, and I've, I put green beans in with the chicken meals. Uh, and then I have, a, I have beef meals too. So I'll do beef with the rice. And then I won't add fat to that meal though. Yeah. Um, the fat from the beef. And then I'll, I'll add some black beans too for the potassium and fiber. Um, and it's just another thing that helps kind of mix it up. So it's not so cheap too. boring, I guess. That was the, that was one of the things that came across with a, a web, web a podcast I had with uh, Joe Webb. He was talking about bulking strategies and he said, one of the key things with him was he would, add together carb sources so he wouldn't stick with one carb source per meal so you'd have multiple carb sources and that made it easy to get more food in which i thought was a really interesting strategy it's not something yeah, that i'd ever consciously done but yeah he'd have like rice and potatoes together he just said he made it easier for him it yeah. burns at it burns at different rates too so you end up more mm. sated yeah um but in the in the phase we're in now like right after the show he his fats went up to like 120 because well first he needed it and then it felt better yeah. Um, after, after a couple weeks hovering in the two seventies, still looking really sharp. Um, I decided to pull the fats down to where we are now around 80 and up the carbs and then increase insulin use. So the phase we're in now lasts maybe six weeks, but it's, it's to really get volume out of the, out of the muscle and, and push food, push mm -hmm. carbs, but that only lasts so long. And, uh, like, as you saw, he's sneaking Oreos. So. He's, he's got that nice round Oreo look, and that'll that'll curtail the this phase. <laughs> yeah, into, uh, it's working. It's working. Yeah, yeah. I'd no, say, he, looks, say it's he looks phenomenal. <laughs> he looks phenomenal. But if we push too far with Chris, what'll happen? He'll get a little muffin top, and it's all over from there. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. then you got to you got to diet for six weeks to get that shit off. Yeah. So so we're we're riding the line there with with condition and pushing as much fullness as we can and, and trying to hammer and the way he's training is trying to hammer in the density and the you know so so as long as he's healthy and he feels good and he's training then we'll ride it out but if he yeah, starts sure. to feel run down then it's going to be time to pull back clean out take some rest from training mm -hmm. um he'll but stay as lean as we can that's going to be the difference yeah uh 
you know, no fillet of fish runs. It's going to be. <laughs> Is that what you like, fillet of fish? No, no, I actually haven't. I know that was that was Luke's thing. That was Luke uh, Sandow. I like fillet of fish too. I didn't know that. That's, that's my favorite thing. I, I, like I, <laughs> I like fillet of fish. I like fillet of fish. So no. But, but, once in a while, Chris will, Chris will send me a text like, car broke down, it's McGain's today. You know, <laughs> you know so, why I like so, the fish? Because if you order it, they have to make it fresh. That's why I like it. Yeah, it's they, fucking that's great. It. See? That's, that's the trick. It's the great. Trick. The, the steamed bun, it's excellent. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the, the point is, is to keep him tighter so that we don't have a 20-week prep. But also, obviously, we want to improve. So, you have to ride the line. And yeah, so, yeah, like you're right. saying – so, like you said, it's going to be a bit of pull, push and pull, push and pull, to uh, to keep him where he needs to be. I, I also that, really like the point. I also really like the point that you said about um, everyone. Everyone needs that one big bulk, or maybe multiple big bulks. But at a certain point, it might not be that useful. I totally agree with that, and I say that to a lot of my guys as well. It's like a lot of guys will need that one big bulk period, and once they've had yeah. that, then they can they, they're all right. They've got the majority of their muscle mass. Um, I've actually had guys who come to me who have never done that one big bulk and they were like 25 been training for like 8 years yeah. and you can put a lot of muscle on them in one season um, yeah. and then after that they can kind of settle down a little bit I just wanted to tell you about some of the features of the member site area that you get alongside your coaching experience in which I have a series of education routes to take you from beginner to advanced looking at nutrition muscle building and lifestyle thank you but yeah, I, I really like that point. I, I totally agree. You remember Jay Cutler when he was chasing Ronnie? Yeah. yeah. You, you remember how like he they take you, pictures you, of his face? It looked like he was photoshopped, like oblong face. If, anybody, like, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking like about, I'll bring it up. I'll bring up the picture, the classic picture. Like his like, jaw would just go forever. You get to he, you know, five nine. He wasn't fat. No. He wasn't, yeah, I know. He wasn't fat. He was just a water balloon. <laughs> that picture is legendary. It's so it's so fun. Oh, the one that you're talking about is photoshopped, sitting at the table eating. Yeah, the table. One. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not real. That's photoshopped. Yeah. That's the most ridiculous one. But <laughs> I, I saw him in I saw him in person a lot because I, I lived in New York and he'd come to Bev's all the time. And I remember him coming in. I remember one time he came in with this red flannel cutoff shirt, and he uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely photoshopped. That's it's photoshopped because he looks like he's got the mumps. Well, yeah. look at his gut. He didn't have yeah. a gut like that. Never. Yeah, he does. He looks like his lymph nodes are fucking sticking out. But, but he he came walking to the gym one year, and it, he looked like, like his face was so fucking fat, and but he he was so he had no muscle definition, but he had no fat either. It was just water, hmm. right? But he was three hundred ten pounds or something. Yeah. Like just walked through the door, and I'm like, man, he's really trying to push Ronnie right now. <laughs> like, how do you chase Ronnie Coleman? You know? But nowadays, people don't do that. Like. Yeah, you know Phil Heath. Phil Heath was a standard. Sean Roden won. Brandon Curry won. Those guys are not nearly as big. You that know, was much it's, more it's, accurate representation of Jane Elsie. Yeah, that yeah. that's an enormous dude right there. Yeah, but like he he was pushing fucking food right there. Mm. What did you think he weighed that's, there? Two ninety five to three hundred. Mm, yeah, and at his height, he's like five seven, right? Yeah, he might have been two ninety because he he. I remember I talked to him a Crazy. lot. He used to when he would travel, he would drop ten pounds just over the weekend. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Just he wouldn't so be able to, He wouldn't be able to keep the food food volume up. Yeah, he would eat three hundred carbs pre and post. Crazy, like, what a guy! He'd have a whole spread of like just carbs and jellies and jams and yeah. you know rice cakes and oatmeal, like four packets of flavored oats, and, you know, with honey on it and the whole thing. So he would he would eat that pre and post and he'd have soda and skittles and you know and you can imagine what goes with it so he was he was pushing it he was pushing it but then you know later in the career ronnie wasn't there he'd stay tight you know but uh but nowadays guys stay i think guys stay mostly too tight i'd, I'd agree and, with uh, that see, yeah i would agree with that and there's a lot of guys that you see amateurs too you see them coming into shows and they're like posting up their eight weeks out ten weeks out yeah look at that uh Eight weeks out, ten weeks out, pictures, and they look like they're like two weeks out. And I don't get out. that. I don't get that at all. I don't well, get any value is, in like you're pretty early. Like it doesn't make so, any sense. So Chris and I will look at it, and Chris will be like, "Damn, he's fucking." I look like trash, and I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> but the difference is, you're gonna look like that, and so is he. He's not gonna get any better. Well, it's it's missed growth time. That means you've spent time away from growing, and it doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, well, it's that, and it's also like, what do you have to do in order to stay in that condition for two months? Yeah, right, exactly. Right? It doesn't make it. So I, I kind of get it if they're if they're maybe a couple of weeks out and they're absolutely like peeled because there's different yeah, stages to being peeled. You know, you get peeled and you get but a little like, bit tighter and tighter and tighter. I get that, but some guys. So here's the example. Like weeks out. I think this kid's awesome. Like he's a great bodybuilder, Martin Fitzwater. Maybe that's his name. The kid's awesome, but yeah. ten weeks out, you see his pictures, and he's like ready <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he's he's ready in two weeks and then he comes into the show and he's marginally sharper maybe and a little smaller and looks great and wins whatever but the pictures he has right now are unbelievably good he's 20 pounds heavier and he looks like he should have looked at six weeks out he has got a ridiculous shape like if he if he looked like what he does now at six weeks out and came in he probably would have been a super heavy and, and gave everybody a hard time but it's like, I don't know. I don't know why they have to be ready so early. I don't know what the point is. Maybe they were like prepping for another show and it didn't happen. And that, that's what happened. So th that makes sense. But I see it every year. I see people staying way too lean. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I think so. I think, I think what you're saying is, is spot on. You've got to have a, you've got to lay it on a bit in your season. But like we were saying earlier, there comes a point when you might not need to go for those massive bulks. But certainly when you're growing and you're young, why not? But this is what he looks like now. He looks great, right? Like, but if you look at his pictures coming into the show, he didn't look bad. I'm not saying he ever looked bad. He just looked ready early. This is four weeks post. So if we scroll down, yeah. A bit. If you scroll back forever, you're gonna you're basically you scroll see back like, to twelve weeks and he'll have straight of goods. Yes, yeah, right. ten days out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it Which going. I mean, it's awesome, but it's also like I was questioning why. Yeah, it's a bit unnecessary. Yeah, I think I think I heard a podcast and he was. I think they were originally going to do USA's and so this is eight weeks out. Probably, yeah. I believe I believe this is actually this is eight weeks, two twenty seven zero cardio, um, yeah. almost time to stop pushing the conditioning, just slowly letting the skin get tighter now. But he, he also he also used to work construction. Okay. Uh, yeah. up yeah. His recent move, so he was working, which is hard. Like I remember when I was when I was laboring the first year I was with Alex, I was laboring at work. Um, and like, I could not get enough, enough food. Like we couldn't right, right, yeah. would just stop going up, even though that's all we were really trying to do is push the scale and it would like, you, it would go up and then it drop five pounds and then it would go up, drop, me, you know, me and Alex are sitting there thinking we wish I had that problem, right? <laughs> well, it's just, it's hard when, when you work a job like that and train to get in enough food. Well, the, the next year, the year you got sick, you did the Patriot cup. We were all we were kind of like adjusting to it, and I remember being like six weeks out, eight weeks out, and saying, "The difference here is you're you're driving the truck, you yeah. know, you're not you're not in the back burning three hundred extra carbs a day." So we were in, in seven. It was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. When we, I think we hit like two seventy eight before. Yep. Like before, we ended up prepping for the calorie. That's all while I was laboring. But I mean, we were eating like sixty five hundred calories. Plus, I would have a cheap meal Wednesday night, anything I wanted, and Sunday was a free day. And literally yep. like three days a week, I would get half a dozen donuts on my ride home. On top of that, here's here's a question for you both, you guys. Um, so, have you have you found that you you guys who tend to be quite high on the activity, they tend to grow better? Like I found that. I don't know why. But typically, if on average, young. right, yeah, well, that might be it. But if the guys on average, if they're very active and they just need to eat more, they, they tend to grow better. Like, I find the if, guys who if, tend to be quite lazy don't grow. grow if what, if what they're you young, oh, well, my experience is that a healthy metabolism has the ability to utilize food better. Hmm. And so somebody that's active is typically very efficient at utilizing food. Right. This, so yeah. if, they're, if they're able to eat, quality foods and get enough of it they're going to grow better but as you age that's not necessarily as, as true you're going to have more wear and tear less ability to recover i mean when i started with chris what are you now chris 35 yeah 35 you were like 31 32 years old it's a big difference between being 32 and 35 you know like as far as a bodybuilder and a, a laborer goes sure yeah, sure yeah you know and then and then that's why we started talking two three years ago about what his career really should look like and that's why this year was so important because it was like we don't have room for error to like not be a pro after this year yeah. because we're not going to chase a pro card till you're 39 years old. 
Yeah, you know? and we had that conversation uh, last and, podcast. Well, I mean, well. He, he, he can, but he's going to have to fire me to do it because I'm not going to watch him, like, you know, rip yeah. his life apart trying to yeah. trying to chase a dream. He had he had to go out and win this year, and he did it. And now it's it's the same thing next year. It's like we've got kind of two years to prove ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, otherwise, what's if you're not making a ton of money, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Right? Like, you, you need to monetize it or you need to start winning or, you know – significantly improving and i think he knows that and that's why you're seeing the the rapid improvements you've seen in the last year what, what are the plans with regards to that then monetizing how does that work for you right now so i know, I know you do more coaching yeah I, I do more i mean i i try and stay like between 20 and 25 people um honestly i wish i i, I just don't have the patience for for some things man like i don't i don't want to deal with people that Right. We've we've recently talked about teaming up once this gym is open. Yeah, but I, I wish I could turn people away, honestly. Like, but I'm not even at that point where I can really right now. Like, yeah, I can't. Question. But yeah. um, like, if someone wants to work with me, I'm going to work with them. But I just wish I, I I could have more just like dedicated people. And it's hard to say that, but I mean, I don't I don't want to turn anyone off. But I mean, it's it's frustrating. If you want, when, when if you want to monetize bodybuilding, you have to win. Yeah, I think yeah. That's it. It's not win a pro card. Pro cards are, you know, whatever. People get them. You got to start winning shows. Yeah. You, you do that and you're going to make money because you've got a, you've got a marketable name, a brand, you've got an audience. It'll grow precipitously if you win a show uh, and, you, and you'll have the ability to monetize it through merchandise and videos and YouTube channels and all that stuff if you want to. Um, but if you, if you can't win, then you have to hustle. You have to, you have to, train people you got to have camps you got to have you know you got to have a following you have to it's a job it's a real job you know so he's got a real job he makes good money you know so it's like that's why bodybuilding for where he's at my opinion again and i know a lot of people maybe don't care about my opinion here but um i give a shit about chris as a friend more than than i do as a coach um i think his professional uh achievements are are incredible and i'm and i'm proud of him but it wouldn't mean anything to me if he got sick or hurt and and wasn't able to live his life you know happily it wouldn't mean anything to me at all if that and i'd feel like it was on me so uh to me i think he should win a show in the next two years he should he should win a pro show earn his way to the olympia stage the way you're supposed to not with 90 shows and points when it, he's a big super heavyweight bodybuilder with aesthetics if he can improve, he should win a show, and that's that's the bottom line. If you can't do that, you you shouldn't be a pro anymore. What's the point? We all see the guys that are that are competing, and you see them on the list, and you go, "Why are they there?" You know, like you see their name year after year, and you go, "What are they doing?" They must just love it. I don't know. Yeah. But like, what are they doing to their health and their families and whatever <laughs> by by doing that? So to um to close out, because we have the time, and I'll, I don't want to keep you guys too long. Um. Chris, I want uh, to ask you, because you've, you've just turned pro, you've been chasing it for a while. There's a lot of guys I know who were after the pro card back in the UK, back in my hometown. My hometown's becoming quite the hub for bodybuilding right now, which is kind of cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Uh, some advice for those guys, please. Just keep grinding away. Um, the, the biggest thing is is don't don't stop believing in in yourself you know um you're, you're gonna have bad showings you're gonna you're gonna be off here you're gonna have to improve things like nobody's nobody's perfect i mean very rarely do you get someone that just comes up and does a couple shows and then turns pro i mean it happens there's guys that do it but it's very very rare and i feel like now i, I know people talk like bodybuilding is is i guess in the past few years they talk like it's dying because of other divisions but i think it's it's phenomenal. I mean, there's some awesome bodybuilders right now. Um, the amateurs are stacked. There's guys that are turning pro and doing well. I mean, look at the guy who was, uh, who was second in the the 212 in Chicago. I mean, he just turned pro last year. Right. Crazy. Yeah. He looked and he pushed Keon who's superior to everybody pretty much. (laughs) Talking about Austin Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Austin. Yeah. I saw him turn pro at North Americans. He walked out and was like, "Fucking lol." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's awesome. 
Yeah. But I mean, I think just, yeah, just keep following the plan and sticking to it and trusting it. And uh, I mean, and don't give up, you know, and um, always trying to get better as far as I think my bodybuilding career really started like when I started with Alex, because there was like, first of all, I was paying someone. So I was like, all right, I really got to get my shit together. Yeah. You know, but every year that I've been with Alex the last the three and a half years now, almost four, um, we've had a game plan and then we executed that plan. And then every year we've assessed things and, and, and I assess things too on my own, like with my training, like my training's changed continuously. Like it's gotten better in the way that I execute reps and the, the way that I structure my training in uh, the way that I approach my rest. Like I used to just want to go in and train because I had to train. Now it's like, if I'm not feeling it, why, why am I going to go train? Am I going to get the most out of that training session? No, I'm not. So I'll, like, I'll not, I'll take a day, an extra rest day, which right now is going to help me. It's going to benefit me, but just always assessing things and, and finding ways and areas you can be better and sticking to a plan. And also if you, if you obviously most guys at this level have a coach, so trusting your coach is a big thing, you know, and having that relationship where you can relay information well, you know, which is like, like Alex and I talk all the time. So it's, if I'm not feeling well or I screw up or, or something happens, I can relay it to him. Or if I didn't like something that he was suggesting, I could relay it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we can talk about things and, and uh, you know, learn from each other. Like, cause he's obviously learning my body over the past few years too, but my feedback to him is a, is a big tool too. So making sure you give that feedback to your coach too. That's great. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, that does a fantastic soundbite to, to end with. So, um, uh, right. Both of you, thanks very much for coming on. And uh, I think, uh, Chris, it's been like the third time you've been on, maybe? Second time. Second time. Well, you third, technically. Yeah, but yeah, second, yeah. yeah. And Alex, you're now, right? You're basically, you're, you're basically a co-host at this stage. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know uh, if this is six or seven. I think it's, it's like six, six or seven. seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, we'll have you guys both back on at some point. So uh, I'm going to, as I was saying to Alex, I'm going to do a um, Olympia roundup, probably with Ollie. And I might get Joe on just to kind of like chat about the Olympia and stuff because we all love bodybuilding and crap. So, well, but um, nobody wants to nobody wants to hear an eighth from me real soon. But I'd I'd love to get on with Ollie in the future and just make fun of him for an hour. <laughs> we could do that. So, <laughs> right, 